0: Hey, Pi Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Passive Income Examiner. Uh, Today we have two guests. This is so exciting. We have Brianna and Erin Shade. They are people who help people who want to travel. So people, we're talking to you. If you want to travel more, you want to use your passive income lifestyle and generate the ability to go places and explore the world. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Brianna and Erin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. This is exciting. It is. It's my pleasure. I know this is just such a hot topic. People, there's just so many people out in the world that want to go exploring and they could be tied down to a job. Maybe they have their kiddos and they're just not sure how to like finagle all of that. Like, you know, they don't want, they. who wants to wait for some day, right? Let's figure out how we can do this today. Like, that's what we want to talk about. So, let's absolutely. get started. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this line of work and, you know, the goods, the fun stuff? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Do you want to take that one?
2: Sure. I'll start out. So, I mean, my first international trip was like in 2015, and that was to Japan. So talk about a big culture difference between the U.S. and Japan, and it was amazing. And that kind of put the travel bug into us. And uh, and since then, uh, we were just like, OK, let's actually plan a trip for a long term, you know, like do a year abroad and do something like that, because we always hear about other people doing that. And. Why not do that before we get too old to do it? And we're just running around, you know, retired, you know, the everybody thinks, oh, I got to wait to retirement before I can travel. Well, no, I don't want to wait. <laughs> so we uh, started setting things in motion and then eventually quit our jobs and uh, began our travels around the world. I, that's
1: huge. What's funny is that actually kind of started off as an April Fool's Day joke, if you can believe that, because we posted this thing about uh, my getting accepted into the Japanese Jet program, uh, which is a <laughs> Japanese English uh, teaching exchange program, and uh, of course nobody believed me on on Facebook when I posted about that. They're like, "Yeah, right, whatever. We know what day it is." Uh, and It was after that, that we thought of this idea of, you know what, we see these people, they're doing this long-term travel. Why don't we actually do that? What's stopping us? And so we put that in motion, but we didn't tell anybody until the following April 1st. And so we totally pulled a Google where it's like we made a real announcement on April 1st. And because of what we had done the previous year, people were like, no way, you did this last year. I'm not falling for it again. And some were like, oh, this is so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Oh, wait, I just realized what day it is. And we rode that wave the entire day. It wasn't until the next day that we said, okay, everybody, April Fool's, but not in the way you think we're actually doing this. So (laughs) that was the... We can never top that April Fool's Day joke ever again. Right? That's no. the best. Nobody now, will ever believe U.S. Now if you talk people here somewhere, they're going to believe you. <laughs> right? Well, we did that this year. You posted about us being in Croatia. Oh, and did. people did
2: believe us. I, I put a picture out there <laughs> from our trip to Croatia. And I said, hey, I'm in Croatia right now. And I'm so excited to be traveling again. And and a lot of people actually believe it. Like, oh, congrats. I'm glad you're back, back playing again. So,
1: Part of that is good in the sense that people can believe that it's possible for us to just travel on a whim, which is exactly the kind of thing that we want to enable for other people. It's like you don't necessarily have to plan a trip a year in advance. If you want to travel next week and you find a good flight to do so, then go for it. Why not? And so that's part of what we teach other people how to do that uh, because we think travel should be freeing and it shouldn't be this huge burden that you have to plan for weeks in advance. And and it's this big, huge to do. And oh my goodness, I have to stress about every single detail. No, it it should be fun. And you should be able to have the freedom to do it whenever, uh, whenever you want. Right. The adventure.
0: This episode is brought to you by Kajabi, the platform with a full suite of world-class online business tools working seamlessly together. I've been using Kajabi now for nearly a year, and I'm absolutely in love with this program. Prior to Kajabi, I was experimenting with other platforms, and so many of them were not user-friendly. They were difficult to get online pages to sync up with the cart or getting opt-ins and emails to be easily set up. I was beginning to dread the time it was going to take to set up a simple landing page. Honestly, I can say that since working with Kajabi, I have been extremely happy. I can't imagine leaving for any reason at this point, mainly because it saves me so much time and it doesn't give me a headache. Listen, I consider myself pretty tech savvy for the most part, but that doesn't mean that I wanna be a tech genius every time I wanna put together an offer. Kajabi makes it so simple to create online products and it gives me the tools I need. So my marketing is synchronized. I really can't say enough great things about Kajabi. If you click the link in the description, you will get a free 30-day trial with Kajabi on behalf of the Passive Income Examiner. So be sure to check out the description. Now back to the show. Well, okay. So let's unpack that a little bit. So you're not travel yes. agents, right? I remember clarifying
1: that. You no. literally, you're more like a travel coach essentially. In a yes, way, yeah? Exactly. In <laughs> fact, we live Travel lifestyle coaches. So, our goal is to teach you how to become a travel expert so that you can travel just on. The, at the drop of a hat, and you can go any place that you want without fear, and you're confident, and you know you can handle language barriers, and you know you can figure out uh, visas and money exchanges and all of the things because you understand what you love most about traveling. You know the places that you want to go, you know what to avoid, all of those things. So, yes, we, we teach you how to become your own travel agent. In, in a way. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. And you just like opened up Pandora's box with all of the things that I never thought about <laughs> I mean, when it comes to yes, my evil plan working. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like language barrier. I wouldn't even, they, they all speak English,
1: don't they? No, <laughs> like, no. no, it's a ignorant way of thinking. Many places but... do. I mean, English, I think is the most Uh, useful language to have. So if you speak English, you're probably already on uh, off to a good start. But there are plenty of places that do not speak English
2: (laughs) or they don't want to because you should learn their language if you're going to be in their country. And so some people have some countries have that kind of an attitude, too. But well,
1: so do
0: we as Americans, right? (laughs) Hey, I have to say I agree. If I'm going to France, I would prefer to speak French. So let's just unpack that a little bit. Like, how do people learn a language, you know, quickly? to be able to go and communicate
2: with people. So, okay. For the most part, I usually can find some places where there is English and it's not too big of a deal. And if not, um, I also have an app for that. So good. <laughs> <laughs> there's an app for everything. So there, Google translate, if I need to talk to somebody and I can't speak a lick of their language, I can speak into my phone. It'll display on there what I just said in their language. And then it'll they can speak it. And then they it can even speak it. And then um, they can also talk back into my phone and we can, you know, get things across uh, to each other.
1: But we always advocate for wherever you're going, at least try to pick up some of the basic phrases, the please, Mm. the thank you, how much, bathroom, uh, you know, (laughs) the the important things. Uh, And Duolingo is another app that is absolutely fantastic. There are so many languages, especially the the primary ones are in there. And I mean, when we went to Norway, I was working on Duolingo on the plane, literally, to Norway uh, to pick up a few of those phrases. And even if you aren't fluent, the locals so appreciate the fact that you're even making any kind of effort. So, so if you have just those key phrases kind of in your back pocket, that will get you a long, long way. Oh, that's a good, that's a good
0: thing to know. Cause I think some people might hold up and say, well, I don't, I'm not that good at the language. I, I you know, maybe I should just wait another year, but I love that. Like, Hey, let's, let's just get by with what we can and, and go for it. Most places are
1: are pretty forgiving.
2: we. <laughs> I mean, we found even like Romania, a lot of people there spoke English, uh, Croatia, a lot of people spoke English. a lot of places you wouldn't expect to speak English. Actually, you can find it a lot in the cities, uh, especially when their language is not known elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So nobody really knows Croatian out of Croatia. So for example, so they learn English in school. So that helps. But uh, I still like to learn key phrases. And I was doing that on the fly when we were traveling all across Europe as well. So Very cool. South
1: America, especially. And- we got mm. pretty good at our Spanish. There. Yeah,
2: I'm getting much better at Spanish now. I can't wait to go back down there.
0: Okay, so that like leads me down a bunny trail. You guys have already named off so many cool places. Like if you had to put them in like the top three, let's just say. Oh, I know. Asking, this
2: a this question. Question.
1: <laughs> it's like picking your favorite child. Just, there are so many amazing things about the world and every place has something unique to offer. Yeah. Um, the, the ones that come top of mind immediately are Croatia. Absolutely loved it. It's like Southern Greece or Southern Italy, you know, just beautiful weather, gorgeous islands, uh, all this sunshine and amazing people, delicious food, uh, incredible ruins. And for me, lots of cats. Uh, so I'm, I'm a cat fanatic. So I was, I was very pleased to, to find that, but, uh, we also really love Japan, but we've been fascinated with their culture for a very long time. So that was a really cool thing. And probably why we picked it first, uh, for, for our first country, uh, outside of the
2: States. I think what really stands out for me are things that are much different than the U S. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, going to the UK, it was like, if for our great uncle over there, you know, that it's the same kind of, uh, world that we live in pretty much. But, uh, once you go to somewhere like South Africa or or, uh, or Chile or Japan. <laughs> Istanbul was fun. Oh, of an Istanbul
1: inter- was amazing. Uh, and
2: Turkey. That was just uh, kind of a crazy, wild experience. So, a lot of those, the more different they are, it almost like it's what I want is oh, something yeah. that just feels like a completely different world than what I'm used to. So, mm-hmm.
0: that's- I remember Brianna telling me that when we were talking last time. She was saying, you know, we like to go places that are super different to explore and, ex- you know, it's, it's like almost going to a buffet of food. You get to try something new. Uh, mm-hmm. but you know, you, it's more than food. It's the whole culture and the experience mm-hmm. of that and just getting to meet different people. I bet you just really have such a different perspective of humanity after traveling the world and like,
2: oh yeah, I, I was amazed at how friendly people were around the world and how generous they were. I mean, oh, there was okay. this guy that, uh, like a last minute, he found a place for us to stay in, in, um, Belgium. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I know these people and they might be able to host you for a few days because we a lot of times we would find locals to stay with and around the world. And that's a great way to not only meet locals, but get like kind of that inside how they live perspective that a lot of tourists would never find.
1: Right. OK, and a lot of people want to show off their homes and their, their cities. They're very proud of where they live. And we even had another gentleman in Istanbul who said, Hey, I want to show you around the city. And he spent the entire day with us. He had never met us before. And he's like, I just want to show off my city and here's this really cool place. And here's this really cool place. And Oh, let me buy you a coffee over here. And it was so amazing. Just the people are incredible. And we
2: did the same thing for travelers coming to the U S too. So I would, we were, when we lived in Portland, we show everybody around the city and you know, they'd stay with us. And it was, just kind of that reverse experience of getting a little travel in our own home. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's just such an, uh, to me, of course I've been outside of the U S but it was very touristy. Like I went on, um, cruises or I went, Mm. we had a house in Mexico, but Mexico was so close to Arizona that it felt like almost the same thing, Mm. (laughs) but to go to these places and to experience that generosity and kindness, it kind of just makes you like, what in America sometimes, like I'm just going on a soapbox, but I feel like as Americans, we're not even that kind to our own people.
1: (laughs) Mm. We can do it better. Well, I think we're very jaded. I, I think we're so used to, oh, if somebody's approaching me, they want something. Mm-hmm. It's somebody asking for a handout or asking for a signature, or I'm going to try to sell you something or, and so I think Americans, we just become so guarded that uh, it's it's such a relief in, uh, when you go traveling because people are just, they genuinely want to get to know you or they genuinely want to help you or show off their city or whatever. And it's they're I mean, really not asking for anything that. in
0: return. That's the coolest part. So humbling. Well, that's yeah. just really cool. I mean, that alone to me makes me feel like I would want to travel just to experience that and to meet people on that level. Cause that's huge. I have a friend who did that. She sold everything and went it. and lived and just traveled everywhere. And she said something very similar to that. Like she's made more friends in other countries than she ever made in America. And like, It's just an interesting concept and perspective. And I think people who don't understand that just hearing that may inspire them to really take that plunge and go travel because if they're Mm -hmm. thinking they're going to get that same kind of guarded experience they might be hesitant so I'm glad we, you know, went down that bunny trail because I think it's important
1: hmm. Now, I will say with the caveat, there are certain places that you do have to be kind of on your guard if you are in the middle of just outside of the Roman Colosseum, for example, or uh, at Buckingham Palace. If you're in one of those really super highly touristed areas, then there are some people there who might try to take advantage of the tourists and uh, try to scam you or try to pickpocket you and that kind of thing. But that is definitely in the minority. And for the most part, especially if you're in a small town or whatever else, people are super generous and really genuine.
0: Cool. So when you're helping people travel, let's talk about that. Like, tell us kind of what you do for people kind of what do you have a process you work them through, or do you just kind of help them with whatever they need? Or is there like,
1: strategy behind what you offer? Sure. So we actually, uh, start with our signature program called takeoff, uh, which starts with the foundational basics, and that is focused on planning your best trip. So it takes faster and, uh, cheaper as a nice side effect. Um, but it's a step-by-step process on planning your trips to identify what you really love about traveling and where you should go and how you should go about formulating that particular trip. And we start there because we believe that as a new traveler uh, or even as an experienced traveler, getting at the heart of what you truly love about traveling is the best way to tap into uh, becoming a travel expert for yourself and becoming more confident while you're traveling. So that is where we start. And then we have a membership on the back end of that, that for ongoing support and going deeper and uh, teaching the other more advanced topics. So we'll dive into uh, all of the things about budgeting and all and saving money while you're traveling and uh, things like making money while you're traveling. So the whole passive income idea and credit card reward points and all of these other things and language
2: Most barriers. Free and, stay options. Yeah, and, yeah. So stay options.
1: So it can get very complicated very quickly. So we like to start with the basics. It sounds very uh, foundational very, uh, I know how to do all of that, but in putting a systematic approach to it, it just gets that part out of the way. So you don't have to worry about the logistics of your travels And you're able to travel at a moment's notice and you're able to go wherever and you're able to uh, change your itinerary on the fly. If you have a new opportunity come up, if if you meet somebody in a hostel who says, hey, I'm going over to this city. Want to come with me? And you can say yes, because you're not afraid to. And you know that, hey, my plans just changed. I know exactly what to do with that. And so that's the position that we want to start people in. And uh, then you build upon that foundation and go into those deeper topics.
0: Well, and I think that makes a lot of sense because even just I on a way smaller scale, planning a trip to Disneyland, for example, you know, mm-hmm. like where should I go and doing hotels.com and cheapair.com and all these different yep. dot coms, right? That all <laughs> tout, they have the best deal. It's already overwhelming just thinking about it, not to mention getting into Disneyland and what you're going to do when you're there. And I mean, like, There's all these moving pieces that for somebody who doesn't travel on the regular, it's, it is stressful. I mean, it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, like travel shouldn't be stressful. And sometimes just planning your trip is you're like, just excited to get there because (laughs) you want the planning to be over.
2: I think that's true. We did go to Disney World in December, and that's the first time I've ever been on that kind of trip. But it takes a lot more planning to do that trip than it does for just going into Europe and exploring a new city.
1: Which sounds counterproductive or or counterintuitive, rather, because... As Americans, you'd think, oh, I can handle Disney World, whatever. It's all American. And I don't have to plan all that much. But Europe, oh, my goodness, I have language barriers and a different currency and flights and overseas and ah, uh, but it's actually easier for us to go international than it was for us to go to Disney World. Imagine that. That's yeah. funny. So what's so tell us a little bit about like you,
0: you have these questions that you mentioned, like what's the difference between a tourist and a traveler?
1: yes. Did you want to take that one or?
2: So I think a tourist will spend most of their time doing a lot of tourist activities, getting the most out of their two weeks of vacation or a week of vacation or whatever it Mm -hmm. may be. And they're packing they're jam packing stuff into every day because they're only going to be there for that little amount of time. And they have to just kind of have that trip where they. They see all the things and do all the things and eat all the things or whatever it might be. And uh, that's kind of what a, a tourist mentality is doing that because getting
1: as much as packing as much as you can into a shorter period of time.
2: Whereas a traveler, I want to spend and we kind of learn this a little bit on our own trip, but I want to spend like a month in each country mm-hmm. and not everybody can necessarily do that. But once you have your passive income, yes, you can do that. Um, but then you can really get to know the place and Mm -hmm. you get to know the local people. You can take your time with things. You can have down days where you don't do anything at all. Um, you can go deeper. You can go a lot deeper into what the place is like and really get to know it instead of just whizzing by and then, Oh, Mm -hmm. what just happened? And now I need a vacation for my vacation because I've been traveling so hard. That's Mm -hmm. hard travel when you're, you're constantly going and going and going. So I think as a traveler, you're not doing that. You're, you have the time to take and spend even way less than you would on that one week or two week vacation Mm -hmm. on even a month in a place. So it's just
1: so much more out of it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nobody wants to leave a place and then they love it so much. They're like, I don't even want to go. I feel like I need to stay. (laughs) That happened to me in St. Thomas. I went on my my best friend when we were on a cruise, I was like 21. And on our flight over, we met a guy from Prescott, Arizona, which was hilarious because we were from Arizona. Oh, nice. He was flying back to the Caribbean where he lives now. He owns a boat, uh, like expedition boat type thing. He took people to go see, um, what are those ships that sink under the water shipwrecks that's the sure. word and his name was doyle i'll never forget his name <laughs> we were so excited and when we got to st thomas he said hey come find me and i'll take you on a private tour we saw the whole island from like a whole different perspective than a tourist it was definitely wow. everything was what the locals do and just how yeah. things you know work and like taking us out to these special places he didn't charge us a dime it was really oh, fun and amazing. i remember like do I have to get back on the boat? (laughs) Like I did not want to, it was great. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that. Okay. So then let's talk about that. How did you guys get to a point where you could take and do a month in a, in a place? Like what changed for you financially? How did you plan
1: that and get to that point? So we actually, initially we saved up. So, we had your standard nine to five kind of things, whatever. And we had decent jobs. I mean, I was a software engineer and he was in uh, senior finance. Uh, and we basically pinched our pennies and shuffled it all away into a little savings account uh, with this plan in mind. But we also picked up uh, a travel credit card so that we could start uh, earning points uh, so we could get some free flights. And we did a lot of research. We found that the secret to traveling more uh, financially is try to find ways to earn money while you're traveling and try to find ways to reduce the cost of traveling. And so in marrying those two ideas, we were able to travel longer and stretch our dollar even farther. So we had this idea of a number in mind before we started traveling. We saved up until we had that number in our bank account. And then we started traveling. But as we were traveling and as we were staying longer in places and learning these little tricks of how to make each dollar stretch more, we found that we were way under our budget. And we ended up spending only about 60% of our total budget which means that we could extend our travels. So the more we saved, the longer we could travel. And then we were looking into passive income ways while we were traveling of how can we sit this even longer? Uh, and so that's kind of how we got into it. And now we've been sustaining this lifestyle in kind of doing what you're doing, the the passive income idea uh, programs, such as our course and our membership, uh, as well as, uh, other, other things. So we try to spread our in, into multiple buckets of income streams. So we have some real estate and we have some stocks and we have our course and we have affiliates and we have a website blog and uh, all of these other kinds of things uh, because we, we believe in never putting everything in, in one basket. And all of that helps us maintain this lifestyle.
0: I agree with that. And I'm glad you mentioned, I literally put that on a podcast. Like how many passive income streams should I have? It's like, well, as many as
1: you can have (laughs) (laughs) because it's passive. The nice thing is you do the work once initially, and then it's just a machine running in the background. And maybe you, you put a little attention to it every so often. I, I pick, I, I liken it to, you know, the old, old game with the kids with the stick and, and the, the, like the giant hula hoop and they're running down the road and they whack this, the, the hula hoop and it rolls and rolls and rolls as it's rolling, it's good. It's good. And every once in a while, you got to whack it with the stick and then it'll keep rolling. And that's, that's what passive income is. That's and, we that. and we love that. and We use that as much as possible. And we try to get as many different passive income streams going as we can, because the more that we have, if one falters or one of those little hula hoops topples down, we still have many more that are going and can help sustain our, our lifestyle.
0: Right. Oh my goodness. What do you think well, of all the ones that you have set up, like what was the one that was the most, I would say, entry level that maybe people could start with, so to speak, like from your experience?
2: Do you have podcasting questions? Are you looking for a community where you can learn and grow as a podcaster? Hi, I'm Greg, creator of Indie Drop-In Network. Join me and Jeff Townsend, a.k.a. the Indie Podcast Father, on Twitter spaces every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for Podcasting Power Hour. Every week we are joined by experts on different aspects of podcasting to help the community learn and grow as creators. We tackle questions from podcasters at every level. Just go to podcastingpowerhour.com for links to the space and to hear previous episodes. That's podcastingpowerhour.com.
1: -hmm. Affiliates, honestly, I think, because you don't even have to have a huge following. You just have to have, so you don't have to have like a lot of people on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever. All you have to have is a close circle of friends who have similar needs to you and you recommend a product to them. Uh, For example, this is a nice little segue into uh, a tech thing. Uh, we actually have, are an affiliate for a program called Publer, which is all about uh, automating your social media. And from that one item, we are making monthly, we were making like 30 bucks a month uh, just because we recommended this thing to a handful of people who likewise wanted to automate their social media And they're like, wow, what are you using? And why do you like it so much? And you give them the whole spiel of, oh, it's this thing and whatever. And it's genuine. That's the thing. It's not like I'm trying to sell you on something that just because I want a kickback. It's I genuinely love this thing. It has changed my life. And I want you as a friend to benefit from this. So absolutely sign up for it. And the beauty with affiliates is the people who are signing up don't pay anything more. It's the company who says, okay, I'm going to take a portion of the sale and give it to you as the person who recommended this, this other person. It's a win, win, win. It's a win for the person recommending it's a win for the company and it's a win for the person signing up. So there's no reason not to do that kind of thing. And it's super easy because all you're doing is recommending something yeah. that you already know and love yeah, right
2: you get the, feel good that uh they actually are benefiting from that and you help them in some way so I, I like doing affiliates for that did reason. you
0: send me your affiliate link for that We can plug it in
1: the description I can send you that affiliate <laughs> uh I don't know that I did for that that particular one but I uh I, as a as an aside I will say I really really do love Publer uh, for our social media marketing and our scheduling because it's got this unique feature called Spintax, which lets me write a single caption for my social media posts and put in little um, options for the captions. And basically I can put that on an auto rotation and every time it posts, uh, it randomizes my caption to where it posts a unique caption every single time it goes out, which is really cool so that you're not posting the exact same thing. And you don't get that fatigue of people looking at your feed and like, I've already seen this. Mm -hmm. No, it's something different every single time it comes through and you only have to write it once, which is beautiful. So I have three uh days of the week that I have completely automated. It's on an auto rotation. I have 52, one one per uh once a week, three days a week, um, and they're completely automated. So As we're traveling, I can completely ignore my social media if I want. I don't recommend it. Uh, And I know that there are three posts that will go out every single week, whether or not I'm online. And automation is super key for travelers because you're not always on the Internet. You're not always uh, in a position to be Spending time on social media and to be able to let that kind of run on autopilot for a bit is so freeing. So I can go relax on a beach without my phone for a week if I if I so choose.
2: Three weeks in Namibia where there was no internet at all, Mm -hmm. stuff was still going out. So
1: yes, absolutely. Well, now that's that's a short term thing because obviously you want to be present on social media. But the nice thing with having that automated is it lets me it frees up my time to actually engage with my following and not spend that time with the posts. Right. So it's less on the, the content and more going deeper with my people who are following me and answering their questions mm-hmm. and figuring out what they actually want and uh, talking to them in the DMs and all of those other th- things that also take up time that you can't really automate. Yeah. So that's- well, and I mean, you right. know, if life happens, we
0: get sick or kids get sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, tax season, who knows? I mean, we all have a reason <laughs> where we might want to like take a break off social for uh, a stint. Um, I like to go camping in the woods where there's oh, no yeah. cell service, you know, mm-hmm. so it's nice to be able to know that things can still be going for you. And it you, what you're saying actually reminds me a little bit of like tailwind for Pinterest, where yeah, you could take one pin and put it out on five boards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it doesn't automate and like tweak it for you, but it's getting put out mm-hmm. into
1: different keywords. So it's kind of the same yeah. thing. And in a way, exactly. it's like- I was actually on tailwind for Pinterest for a while, but I found it was too expensive and it was only for uh, Pinterest. It, what it does for Pinterest is absolutely phenomenal. And mm-hmm. if Pinterest is your jam, go with tailwind because it, it nothing surpasses that. That's fantastic. But I wanted something that would handle multiple uh, accounts. I'm on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have a group and a page. Uh, we're posting to Google My Business and TikTok and, and Pinterest. Uh, and that's able to handle all of those and seamlessly cross post between them, which is just, <laughs> I yeah. love that. So that's, that's why we made that particular switch. And it's far less expensive. But if, if, if Pinterest is your jam, then, then go with Tailwind. Right. If, if not, not sure. I would highly recommend Publer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this has really been great. I mean,
0: it's, it's cool to have somebody who has a story like yours here on the podcast. Like I haven't had a whole lot of people that have got their passive income going to a point where they now can travel.
1: Are you guys totally free from your W2s now? Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. And I I personally refuse to go back to a nine to five. Because I, I think about it and I cringe. It's so funny because I loved my job. That's the crazy thing. And it's like, so this isn't just about people who hate their jobs and want to escape. It's for people who want the freedom to travel more. And I loved my job. I love programming. I love the, the puzzle of, of programming and doing the software engineering. I love that. But I was stuck behind a desk and I was staring out the window, wondering, when can I travel again? And even though I could even do that remotely, which is another option and one that we tend to recommend for people just making that transition. um, it still didn't give me as much freedom as I wanted because then you still have to make sure you have a uh, reliable internet on a regular basis. You still have to show up uh, in prescribed times or for meetings. And you're still uh, reporting to a boss who could drop your job at, at a moment's notice. And suddenly you are without income. Um, right. With passive income, especially with the multiple streams, any one of them could fall off a cliff. And it's like, meh whatever. I've got all these others going on that that isn't going to break me. Right. And so having that freedom and that security is so liberating and it allows us to travel as much as we want. And so I I'm huge advocates for this lifestyle and it's the primary reason that we teach it. And we want to help people make that transition for themselves because we love it so much.
0: (laughs) Oh, I just love how you took your passion and you turned it into a business. Like, It is exactly what I love to help people do. And just, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there who think it's not possible. Like, I don't know how they can't, you know, like they can't make that leap between, well, just because I love to travel doesn't mean I can necessarily create a business around it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just proof that you can create a business around anything. And the coolest part, here's the even coolest part. You guys didn't create a service-based business where you were literally helping people travel. Like you're not out there doing the work for them, booking their flights and doing all that, Mm -hmm. which could have been an easy alternative. You could take that with you. You could get perks from being a travel agent, get those free cruises, you know, whatever. But you didn't, you took it even another level and you're like, I'm not here to trade time for money. I'm not turning myself into Mm -hmm. an employee of the many. I'm, (laughs) I am going to create a business that pays me so I can have the freedom and flexibility to go where I want, when I want with who i want right i mean how cool is that well i mean it
1: goes deeper because we aren't just in this business for ourselves it's not just because we want the freedom to travel we want to change people's lives and it's the whole give a fish uh, teach teach a man how to fish uh principle because yeah, we can do it for you, but that doesn't help you. That doesn't help you become a better traveler. That doesn't help you embrace this travel freedom lifestyle that you want. And so our goal is to get you to the point where you don't need us anymore because you are your own travel expert and you're out in the world doing your thing and you're giving back to local communities and you are living the dream of, I mean, that that is our end goal. That is our passion. And that's what we want to see, uh, others achieve. Cool. I love it.
0: Okay. So I'm just reading through to see if we went over any of the key questions or we missed anything. Is there any special tips or important things that, um, you want people to know, uh, as part of like what you're offering or what we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. Like what, what advice would you give to other digital nomads who are just starting out?
2: Okay. So for other digital nomads that are just starting out, I would give them the advice that, I mean, they may think that they need to take a online job of some sort to sustain their digital nomad lifestyle, but they could also do something like creating a membership and uh, making their own passive income streams so they don't have to be spending all their time working.
1: Mm -hmm. And that they don't... We are the exception in the sense that we quit our jobs and just started traveling. And for a lot of people, that seems insurmountable and that seems terrifying, but rightly so. And so I want to encourage people to think of it in stages that you don't necessarily have to just pull the ripcord and go. Uh, you can do it in steps. You can have a home base and just try going for to a place for a month and see how that feels. You can try transitioning your income from your nine-to-five to more passive streams so that you have that safety net and you always have that income uh, coming in, and start introducing more travel into your life. Maybe go to part-time uh, while you're working your nine-to-five. Uh, there, there are different ways that you can take steps uh, in that direction. You don't necessarily have to just leap straight into the deep end like we did. Uh, So I don't want you to think that this is impossible for you because it feels extreme. Uh, Take it one step at a time and you can get there uh, and you don't have to wait for retirement to do so. Right. So,
0: okay. This is a totally random and off the wall question, but I think it's something that people think about. And I know this because when I've done um, like polls and Facebook and like what holds you back from leaving your job or from starting your own business? Do you know what a lot of people say? What's that? Insurance, health insurance, really, which surprises mm-hmm. me because when I was working full-time, my health insurance was ridiculously priced for very little re- return. I don't see why that would keep somebody unless they have a serious or chronic medical condition, I guess maybe yeah. you know, everybody has their own life experience but have you run across that where people are like well what do you do with medical or what if you have an emergency somewhere what how do you work through that what happens i'm kind of curious speak
1: to this
2: one you did an
1: entire youtube video on this one
2: (laughs) okay so while we were traveling we did get a a, an insurance that covers you in i think it was like 150 different countries um, for medical emergencies evacuation Um, and in, even when COVID happened, they started covering, if you got COVID while you were overseas, they would help with quarantine and, um, treatment if necessary. So this
1: thing helped us get home during the pandemic. So we were at the very, very tiny tip of, of, you can't really see it this way. There we go. Of, uh, (laughs) South America. In Ushuaia, about to go to uh, Antarctica, and we were trapped in this tiny, tiny town as the world shut down, and literally hours before Argentina closed their borders, uh, our medical evacuation insurance uh, was able to get us home. Uh, They paid for our flights, which saved us almost $2,000, and uh, so absolutely carry some kind of, uh, travel insurance. And there are many different programs out there that can help you for that. The one caveat with a lot of them is they won't cover you in your home country, at least ongoing. Uh, but I know at least here in the States, there are other, uh, health insurance, uh, options for that, uh, thanks to, uh, Obamacare and whatever else. So there are options, for that. In fact, that's what we're we're on right now, uh, because we don't have a nine to five job. And honestly, America is backwards with that whole thing. It's like in most countries, you, you can get sick and even as a tourist, go to their hospital and have their insurance cover it. But in most cases, it doesn't even have to because health cover. that expensive. It's ridiculous. Uh, so definitely do some research on that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. See how much that kind of thing costs, but always carry some kind of health insurance, um, some travel insurance, uh, with you. So
2: there are multiple companies that do like like the, for digital nomads that are designed for digital nomads. So Mm -hmm. they're most of them are pretty affordable. I mean, considering what you normally would pay from your paycheck or whatever it is, um, it's very affordable, but if you have to go for something small, like, oh, I need to get, a um, you know, a dental cleaning or something like that, mm-hmm. you're still not going to pay anywhere near as much. And yeah. even if you have to do it out of pocket, it's mm-hmm. not going to be anything like what you pay in the United States. That's ridiculous.
0: Okay. So but, here's what I'm hearing okay.
2: you say. Yes.
0: It's cheaper to live abroad. You can yep. earn money passively in us yep. dollars that transitions to less medicals, less expensive. People are great and they want to help yep. you.
1: <laughs> Why do you come home again? Good <laughs> <Great> question. <laughs> in fact, no joke. It costs us less to be out in the world traveling than it does for us to stay home. Makes sense. It just it costs us less to be abroad with, with rent, with insurance, with car payments, with whatever. It's expensive to live here. And it's so much Cheaper to travel.
2: (laughs) So just just a quick example of something kind of crazy. You think everybody says, oh, Europe's expensive. You know, you're going to spend a lot of money there. Well, we stayed there for, what, six months? Yeah. And four and a half months of that, we didn't pay a dime for for our 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 lodging. lodging.
1: Mm -hmm. We actually spent, I want to say, about $30 a day on average uh, during the six months in Europe. And that's for both of us. Wow. So... That's, that's incredible. It's definitely affordable. So, along those lines, we actually have a, uh, a a freebie if if you want it uh and I believe I gave you the the link for that um on just five simple ways that you can save huge amounts while you're traveling. And just five tips save us an average of 2000 dollars on every single trip that we take. Uh so that's a BigTinyWorld.com forward slash freebie. So if you want that, definitely check that out because that's one of the first steps that we find. Uh, People find that money is a huge barrier around travel. They think it's too expensive. And we're here to tell you that it just, it isn't. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can travel for far cheaper and it doesn't all have to be hostels. It doesn't all have to be hitchhiking. It doesn't have to be, Sleeping on benches and parks and, and whatever else, you don't have to to live like sleeping on the beach or anything like that. I mean, you could if you want, um, but you can travel and thoroughly enjoy your travels without spending huge amounts of money. Nice. So, what's your website? How can people find you again? So, I'll say it again. Yes. So, our website is bigtinyworld.com dot just all one word, big tiny world. Cute. I like
0: it. That's really cute. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this has been just such an inspiring conversation and has even opened up my eyes. Where I'll be really candid with you. The idea of world traveling hasn't been something that's I, I have it in my head is that when my kids get older and they move out, I'll probably mm-hmm. go to Greece or something. Like it was a sure. one time, like mm, you know, I'll get it out of my system. Like, but now mm-hmm. you've really changed my perspective and and got me really thinking differently about this whole thing. So this has been really interesting. Really? I'm
1: curious to hear what our audience thinks too. Where and can they find as, you on social? Oh, it's just, just as, as a side note on that, I did want to mention, we tend to um, uh, focus more on like couples because we're, we're a couple and, and we, we understand that kind of travel uh, best. But it's fully possible to travel with kids. And we know a lot of people who travel with their kids. I mean, travel is an amazing education. for for young kids. And I lived in Australia when I was like 11. My dad was in the military and we went overseas. And I can tell you during those formative years of mine, that was an incredible learning experience. I learned so much about compassion, about different ways of thinking, about problem solving, uh, just being in that environment uh, around a culture that's completely unlike my own. So Don't think that you can't travel because uh, before your kids are out of the house, it's totally possible and it's not as expensive as you might think. That's
0: great. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, the question was, where can they find you on social? Uh, like, what's your Instagram handle?
1: Sure. So we are basically big, tiny world or big, tiny world travel on all the socials. So on Instagram, it's Big Tiny World Travel. On Facebook, it's Big Tiny World. Uh, So basically search for one of those two and you will find us on pretty much everywhere. We're on Instagram, on TikTok. We're on uh, Twitter, though we don't do much there. Uh, YouTube. YouTube, absolutely. We're on YouTube. So I think our biggest ones are Instagram and YouTube. And we're just starting on on TikTok as well. So I, I would start there. I love it.
0: This has been great. Thank you both for coming on.
2: Thank you so much you. for having us. This has been wonderful. If you like mommy so leave a review.
0: Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.